0: This podcast is brought to you by org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. We spoke about a few weeks ago that uh, Matafrayim brings down a practice that during Elul is a good time for a person to do introspection of everything that he does, all the mitzvahs that he does, to make sure he's doing mitzvahs properly. Someone asked me an interesting, Shaila, a few weeks ago, Apparently this is a common practice where people buy things and they have no intention of keeping it. They buy it just to use and then they return it after they use it. The fellow that asked me the was, he was traveling and he needed a phone charger. He left his at home. So a phone charger you could buy on Amazon for a very small amount, but not a lot of money. But in the stores they charge a lot of money. So he wanted to know, is it mutter to buy the charger, use it for a day or two, and then return it on the way when he's finished. So it sounds not right. It sounds uh, questionable. So I found a tshuva from Kuf He addresses his shaila, And he says that he's amazed. He says he knows people that they buy clothing. He says women. Oh, we'll blame it on the women. He says he knows women that buy fancy outfits to wear to events. They buy it, wear it, and then return it. He says he knows. They, well, Right. Uh, my wife had the same kasha. What do they do with the labels? They have to tuck it in, they have to hide the labels. Everyone used to say a joke, I don't know if it was true, that many people used to go out and buy a, a TV, whatever that is, right, for Super Bowl Sunday, and then they return it Monday morning after they watched the Super Bowl. So the question is, is that oser? Now people today, you can't just tell them, of course, obviously, this is very wrong, but is it really oser? So Rosh Hashanah writes in the Truva, he says it's gezel gomer 100%. He says it's, 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 it's a ganiv, I'm an asl shalit. You plan on giving it back, but you're still a Ghanif. If I steal and hold on to your object for five days, and at the end of the five days you give it back, I'm also a Ha Hagayin of Sham is also a Ghanif. So he paskins without a question. He says, it's us a to do such things. And then he says, it's so troubling. He says, we know, Chazal tell us, that uh, the Torah is called Sefer Yashara. Question, which part of the Torah, which Sefer is called Sefer Yashara? But we're supposed to be Yosher we people, supposed to be honest people. He says, this is not honesty. This is not Yashru's no seller in the world would allow you to return it if they knew you were only doing this just to use it and never to the return policies were put into place for people that planned on buying it and for whatever reason it didn't work out but not because you never intended to buy it in the first place I just wanted a usage and he says what bothers me more than anything he says I see this amongst B'nai Torah he writes people should know better he says I see B'nai Torah who do this he says, I see no heter. He says, Very strong. He has in the tshuva. Now, I'm sure there are people that will justify it and tell you it's accepted. It's okay. It's allowed. I don't know. It doesn't sound kosher to me. So I told this fellow, he should splurge for the extra money and buy the charger and keep it. But uh, Rabbi Shuaiz does write on, in the mefurish, a tshuva, not a long tshuva, pretty short tshuva, where he writes, it's, it's, it's clearly usher. It's against yashrus, and we should try to stay clear of these things. So obviously, at a time we're all trying to be better, so now's the time to try to stay clear of those types of things. There but are I- some stores that would be happy to let you do that because they're hoping that after you have it home for three days, you're going to fall in love with it uh, and not want to return it. Not if from the get go you never had any intention of buying it. Depends on the situation. I don't know. Hoping okay. You're going to fall in love with it and not want to return it. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. To me, it sounds like most uh, stores would not be so convinced, but okay. But I really want to talk about this evening because I want to talk about L'David Hashemayri. So we just uh, we just finished Mincha, so we recited L'David Hashemayri. Now L'David Hashemayri is a fascinating to Tehillim. It's Kapitel Chavzayin. Okay. It's a beautiful to Tehillim. If you actually went through the Kapitel Tehillim, which every year I urge everyone to do to study the Kapitel well, at least understand the words. I always find that I'm not a big Bal Diktuk, right? I'm, I wouldn't claim to know. I, I don't claim to know much diktuk. But the one thing I do know is that the way you open up that capital is Lidovid Kama Hashem Orivieshi. That much digdig I do know. And you hear people in Shul, it's just funny, it doesn't make any sense. Lidovid Hashem. It's not Lid Hashem. It's Lidavid. Hashem Oy, David is saying, according to me, Hashem is my Urivi Just a basic digdig and how to say that uh, beginning, opening few words. Now if you go through the capital, it's a beautiful capital meaningful, very close relationship with Hashem Baruch Hu has come out no no mention of Haddin, Hadin, no mention of Shifer, no mention of anything. So it even more so begs the question, from all the beautiful and the David HaMalch gave us, why has this been chosen as the capitol to be recited in almost all of Kalah Yisrael, not all, almost all of Kalah Yisrael during this time period. Now the entire source of rec- the recitation of the David HaShem Ahiri, you would think, is probably found in the Gemara, in the Rushinim. It's not. It's not in the Rushinim. It's not even in the earlier achrayim. The earliest that we have in our classical Svarim, I mean classical is not swarm Svarim that we've never heard of, is the Mat Ephraim. Mat Ephraim lived at the end of the 1700s. He was Nifter at the beginning of the 1800s. That is the first reference that we have to the idea of saying L'davad Hashem Oiri. And it's interesting, the way he brings it down, the Ephraim, he brings down, some people only say it until Yom Kippur. They only say L'davad Hashem Oiri until Yom Kippur. And it's interesting I, I have a safer at home from the Minhogum of that tells the Telsi Yeshiva. The Telsi Yeshiva in Cleveland. You have to understand Tells has a rich history. It was a town in Europe, it was a yeshiva. It goes way, way back, Tells, Blazer Gordon. So there they write the Dominican Tells the Yeshiva today is the only city of Donna and Tell him Like the first side of the Ephraim. The Ephraim writes, but that's not what we do. We say Shemari in <laughs> So, this original source of saying Lodore Shemari is found in the Mat Ephraim. The Mr. Brewer quotes it word for word in Simon Tovkov but that's the first place we find it. It's not in Shulchan Aruch, it's not quoted in the Bes it's not the Ramah, it's not the classical Svarim where we glean our halacha from, but it is found already as early as the late 1700s and the early 1800s. He doesn't tell you why to say it, he doesn't give you a reason. He doesn't tell you why this capital. He just says the meaning is to say the David Some people say it. Uh, he says after Shachris and after Irvis, but Irvis really means Mincha. But he doesn't really give you too much of an explanation to why it should be that way. Then he goes on to tell you what happens on Shachris. So on Shachris you have a little bit of a dilemma. You have to say the Shir Shal'yom and you say the Which one takes precedent? Does the Shir Shal'yom go before the So the Mataf says no. The Shir Shal'yom goes first because of Tardavishen Tardet Tardet Kaidem. Says the Mat Ephraim. What about on Chodesh? So we we only start the second day of Chodesh. But many people start the first day of Chodesh. Chabad. Many Chabad is to start the first day of Chodesh to say the David of We start the second day of Chodesh. So which one do you say first? nafshi or the David? So the Mat Ephraim says, no, bar nafshi goes first. vesheenah tad What's the obvious cash on this Mat Ephraim? tad It's not true. Crunch the numbers. How often do you say Bar Twelve or at best eighteen. Two days of right? How often do you say the davening? Way more than that. So if, if tada v'sheita is merely a. When no- you say it went along, that's a mincha, not not over here, not in this part of the davening, and that's not a. Well, that's a that's a different type of a, a recitation of Bar So Fraktub Yaakov Kamenetsky, huh? Yeah, but it's not in this context of one versus the other. So Frack to Byakov Kamenetsky, why you tell why is the Mathafraim telling me that Barkhinafshi and the and the Yoim? The Yoim is also tricky. The Yoim. Yoim shows I only say once every seven days. That's for sure not more often than the David. So Freak to Byakiv on the Mathafraim, why is it that the Yoim goes before the David? Why does Barkhinaf go before the Where's the Tader? It's not true. The numbers don't work out. So Biakiv gives an answer. Ib says no. The reason why Lodavid goes after the Yim is because Lodavid is not the shir shoyim. First, the Seder hadavni goes is we say the Yim and then we do the next, whatever davening is after that. I like to give an example, you know, when we say Tehillim for a chayla, or when the Matzah of the very bad and we said to him every single day. Or, you know, so then no one's going to say that that recitation of Tehillim is part of davening. Of course, it's not part of davening. Davening is over, and now we say Tehillim. So that's what the is. Davening is over with the yom, whatever, and then you have an additional kapitel Tehillim that we say. So it doesn't even make its way into the ballpark of discussion of going before because it's only recited at the end of the davening. The yom is, is more than the davening. What do you yeah. mean more? The yayim is, 52 no, yayim. Yayim, yayim is fifty-two times a year. But not each day's is When I come to a the yom is fifty-two times a year. No, I say it once a week. Once a week. And how many weeks are there in the year? Okay. 52. And how many times are you dog-it? Uh 40. 40, 40 uh, not so simple, no. 40 in the morning, and then 40 by minikah. So? So it's 40 in the morning. So you say the david more often. But it's only in the morning you told me you don't count minikah, just like you don't count No, the barkah and nafshi with sedation is a whole different lot. No, no. The barkah and nafshi by minikah is not the same as the nafshi This list david is the same with david. Okay. Either way, the mice of the minikah is that we do say these things first. Baruch Avshi, both Baruch and Avshi in the air and go before the Now, why do some people say the by Mincha some people say the by Meiriv? Uh, so the simple answer is because it's capital to Hillim. We don't like to recite to during the night time. So for that reason, many people recite the by Mincha instead of by Maariv. This way, they don't have to recite to at night. I thought, I saw Gavaldik p'sha from the Divri Malkiel Malkiel Tenabam. The Divri Malkiel writes the reason the is connected to Din. That's his Pshat. The David is connected to Din. We know the courts in Shemaim are only open the same hours the courts here are open. The courts here are only are only open during the day. Ain't done in Belayla, Which is very important. But Lynette will talk about this when we get closer to Rosh Hashanah. The Rosh Hashanah night, there's no din at Rosh Hashanah night. There's no judging at, we don't get judged Rosh Hashanah night. We don't get judged to Rosh Hashanah morning. Right? There's no judging at night. That's the rule. Ain't done in The Desdin's not open at night, and Hashem doesn't judge at night. So David says the Divim Makil, that's why they used to say it by by Mincha. Because by the Talmud, shal, shal ben Arbayin, that's when the courts used to close. Which is around the time we say Mincha. So we say Lodav, at the beginning of when the courts open, by Shachris. And we say it again, at the at the end of the court, court hours by Mincha. So what's the obvious cash that comes up very often? Let's say you're in Nusach Sfar. Okay? So you say Lodav, Hashemayri by Mincha. But you happen to find yourself in a Nusach Ashkenaz Minyan. And they're saying it different. So do you follow them, or do you follow yourself? Meaning it can come out a situation... That you might say the David Shemary three times. Hmm. Shachrus you say the David. Then you add, a Nosak Sfar Minyan for Mincha, and you add, a Nosak Ashkenaz Minyan for Mayrif. So do you do what your Minig is, or do you do what uh, the Shul does? <coughs> so a certain paisik wanted to bring a rai from a Chuvas with Moshe. But Moshe has a Chuvah. We talks about. Let's say you have an Nosak Sfar Minyan, and they're saying Vidoy by Mincha, and you have an Nosak Ashkenaz. So with Moshe you have to say Vidoy with them. As I Passkins with Moshe. Why? Since it's something which is open, it's outward, it would be a fight, it would be lois, to do, do, you have to follow the minion. So this fellow wanted to tie, now the here also. If they're going to say the and I'm not going to say the it's open, it's out, it's going to create lois. to do, do, I have to follow the Minagamok. <laughs> However, the Divrei Moshe, Moshe Halberstam, says it's not true. The Dovish HaShemairi is not so open and outward. Saying Vidoi is pretty open. You go like this, that everyone sees. The Daven everyone's just saying whatever, who knows what they're saying. It's right at the end of Davening, some people are saying Aleinu, some people are catching up. It's not so open and nickered to the world. And therefore he posits that he thinks that Rav Moshe would agree that the Daven could do whatever you want. Follow your own practice, you don't have to follow the practice of the Shul. And that's what Rabbi Eliashev held. Rabbi Yashiv held, when it comes to the Daven you do as you want, you're not bound by the Minig Hamakim. However, Ibn Zaman disagreed. Ibn Zaman held you have to follow the Minik of the Shul. So it comes out according to Ibn Zaman. If you have a Minikha Nusuch Svar, and Mayriv Nusuch Ashkenaz, you're going to say the Dodash Shemari three times, not the end of the world. It's a beautiful to Tehillim. It's not such a bad thing. What now, it what would be the reverse? You go to Mincha by Ashkenaz, right? And meir, svar. You, might get short-changed. you might get shortchanged. You can always say the Dodash Shemari when you leave and no one's around. It doesn't hurt. And right? no one sees you, so you can do it that way also. Now, not everyone. I mentioned that some people start saying on the first day Chabad and Minik Karlin now it's also it's, it's worth noting Chabad and Karlin are two very very early Hasidish movements they have some of the earliest Mekiris in, in, in Hasidish dynasties they're one of the early ones not one of the new more recent movements they're one of the earlier, earlier Hasidic courts is Karlin and Chabad and they both learned by the same person, but in any case, um, they both have the same practice that they say Al Dabrashamari on the first day of Shadish. We say Al Dabrash on the second day of Shadish. Now, there not everyone says Al Dabrashama'iri. Who doesn't say Al Dabra So the G'ra. The G'ra didn't say Al Dabrashama'ri. G'ra didn't say Al Davas And everyone tries to figure out why the G'ra didn't say Al Davarashamari. I'll tell you very partially. The Gra didn't say Al Davash because there's no real source Al Davar Shamairi. End the story. There's no great source for it. We don't have any great Mikairas for it. One of the Makairias that they attributed it to is a medrish. There's a Medrish Shachatov on that in Tehillim, when it says the word Hashem Oiri, so the Medrish says, Zu Rosh Hashanah. Yeshi, Zu Yom Kippur. Oh, now we have a raya to this capital Tehillim to say during this time. Because one pshat in a medrash that Oiri means Rosh Hashanah, and Yishi means Yom Kippur. The Poshit reading of the Tehillim, you don't get the impression that we're talking about Rosh Hashanah, Yim Kippur. But uh, so the Vilna Gang didn't do it, probably because there's no source for it. The Vilna was a very source based person. If there was no source, he didn't do it. But there were other people who also didn't say it. They say, Temanim, don't say, I don't know if the Svar didn't say, because it's, again, it's not brought down in Sevardish literature, in the classical Swedish literature. And believe it or not, the San the great Divrei Chaim, the great San also didn't say, Now, what's interesting about that is, is that the Chaim was we're talking about the mid to late 1800s. Now, the Divrei Chaim had many, many children. Many of the Hasidic dynasties that we're familiar with today are offshoots of Sans. obviously Sanz Kloz, Klausenberg is one of the more favorite ones but another one is Babov Babov is from the descendants of the Divri Chaim Babov they don't say Lodav Hashemayri either I was once in a Babov and I opened the sitter it's not even in the sitter it's garnished it's not even in the sitter Lodav it doesn't exist because they follow the Diver Chaim the Divri Chaim didn't say Lodav Hashemayri. and if I'm not mistaken I believe Yekish also don't say Lodav Hashemayri. if I'm not mistaken could be I'm wrong but I'm pretty sure they don't what is interesting, and this is really the historical question, which we're not going to get into this evening, is that I told you the San Zarebbe didn't say Davar HaShemayri. The San Zarebbe had many children. His oldest son was the Shinovah. It was the Shinovah, Shinovah dynasty. In the Shinovah based medrish they said Davar HaShemayri that's a big question because in the Chassidic families they're very loyal to the Minhagim. Litzvah says we do what we want we disagree with the father we disagree with the Rebbe we do what we want but the Chassidim from the, from the sons of Rebbe so there's a big question of why they should have from his father's practice there's a Machloik in the family why the, why the Diver Chaim didn't say it yeah, yeah. one of the reasons they claim the Diver Chaim didn't say because it's not found in the Kisve Arizal it's not found in the Arizal's writings the problem with that is we have other Talmud Harizal that did have it in the writings the other pshat they say is because the sefer that brought down this, one of the svarim that bring down this Mekar is a sefer called Chemdas Sayyamim. And it's a controversial sefer because it might have been written by a, a Shabtzai Tzvinek. And that's already possible. So that's why they claim the Divre Chaim didn't say. It. The problem with that is if you look in the Chemdas Sayyamim inside, which I have, the way he brings down the Minik is very different than what we do. He doesn't say the Sefer after Shacharit or so after Minchamayim. He says he used to say the Sefer in Slichus not in the davening. And he writes, I personally used to say it. Not that everyone has to say it. So to attribute it to the Chem Das is very hard to believe. So it's a, we'll leave it for a different time maybe to discuss the, the tumult behind who originated the David Shemari. But the Halach Lema, is says, yisrael. Most Jewish communities, this feel this is recited. But it's interesting, if you look at the Matah Ephraim when he brings down the Minog, he writes that your, your B'davka is supposed to have a Kaddish between the Yom and the David. To show everyone that the L'david and Yoim are not the same thing. A lot of shuls don't do that. A lot of shuls blow through that Kaddish because they want to save time. But Matafrayim writes there really should be a break between that Kaddish. But uh, Puk Chazim, a lot of places that they want, want to be married the Kaddish. Uh-huh. But the Matafrayim was very concerned that people should understand L'david Shemayi is not a chelik of the Yoim, the Shira Yoim is the Shira shir Yoim. And the David is an additional tehillim, which was instituted at whatever time in history, presumably in the late 1500s, to be recited during this time period in in a build up in a preparation for you may have been. okay